You are listening to episode 174, and today we're talking all about why do we feel so tired? Take a listen. Hey friends, welcome back to Same Boat Huddle, the podcast where we have real, raw, and honest talk about life as mothers. I'm your host, Erin Miller of Erin Joyce Co. I'm a certified counselor, personal development mentor for mothers, an author, and a published photographer. I know, quite a mix of things, right? (laughs) Becoming a wife to my main squeeze 10 years ago was a dream come true. I was on cloud nine. I was a new wife, I had just started my counseling career, and my life was organized, and I had energy to do all of the things. Fast forward five years from then, I had left my career. I was home with two babies while building my photography business and was hardly able to keep my head above water. Despite having an amazing husband, healthy children, and a beautiful home, I felt completely lost in my overwhelm. I was burnt out and then I hit rock bottom in my daily debilitating anxiety and I thought, this cannot be happily ever after. There has to be more than this. And guess what mama there is I get you I hear you I see you I am you I believe that every single mother can rewrite her story no matter what chapter she's on you deserve more than the disheveled burnt out anxiety ridden version of yourself that is hardly able to keep her head afloat it's in this podcast that I am sharing how you can do that Every week, I'm chatting about all of the tools and knowledge that I've collected over the past few years. These are the tools that not only pulled me out of survival mode, but are allowing me to thrive in motherhood. And guys, oh my gosh, I love my life so much, and it can be you too. Each episode, whether it's just me chatting or an interview with an amazing guest, it's going to be jam-packed with content, inspiration, and heart. Are you ready to rewrite your story? Well, grab my hands and let's do this. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I want to give you a little disclaimer that today we are going to be talking about trauma in the lens of a trauma model and understanding our current experiences through that lens of trauma. What's really important to know is that when we discuss trauma, I will be talking about how our brain works, how our body responds. We typically can then feel trauma in our bodies. Please be very cognizant that if you are feeling triggered and it's uncomfortable, you can turn the episode off. If you listen all the way through, and I hope you do because there's a lot of really good information here that will support you, be sure you take care of your body. I want you to move it afterwards. I want you to drink water. I want you to take some breaths. Really come back into your body. One of my favorite exercises that I teach women, especially who deal with anxiety, is the 54321. So go through your senses you can kind of assign any sense you want. So say five things you see, four things you hear, three things you taste, two things you smell, one thing you can touch. It helps bring you back into your body. So be sure to do an exercise like that. Come back into your space, shake out any triggers that might happen, really identify things in your body, which we'll actually be talking about in today's episode as well. And just be sure you take care of yourself and take ownership over your own body and how you are experiencing anything. So with that disclaimer, go ahead and enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome back to Same Boat Huddle. Thank you so much for being here. 
As I'm recording this, I have two dogs locked away in the laundry room, one not crated. You can guess which one if you follow me. (laughs) And my cleaners are here finishing up. So possibly a risky time to record, but no time like the present. So what I want to talk with you about today um, has been in conversation everywhere for me with my clients, um, with my couples who are um, bride and grooms for wedding photography. Um, My coaching clients is what I meant by clients, uh, friends teachers, like speaking to my kids' teachers, my kids, myself, my husband, like it, it is just this, this dense overlooming conversation that's happening everywhere. So I just kind of want to bring it here. Uh, one to not necessarily normalize it per se, but bring attention to it. So you don't feel alone. I, I titled this podcast, same boat huddle for a reason. We are so many of us are in very similar boats. I know there's conversation around, we're not actually in the same boats, but really just understanding that what you're experiencing right now in life, whatever it is, you're not the only one. There are other people going through it at the same time. There are other people who've been through it. And we are designed as humans to work inside of communities and villages. And despite how connected we are in other ways, this is like the most isolated we've ever been as far as humans, you know, we have our nuclear families, some of us, um, but even beyond that, it's not... we're just becoming more and more isolated. We're not as connected to our extended families or what our nuclear families were when we were children. Um, Our actual communities, our neighborhoods, like I live in a very typical like 90s cookie cutter neighborhood. I don't really know like any of my neighbors. I try and say hi a lot because I'm outside all the time, but like, and it's nothing wrong with my neighborhood. It's just really kind of how it typically is. And it's um, a... Uh, an exception when someone's like my neighborhood we're like all best friends like that's not what you hear it's not typical anymore so I digress in that um really digress in that welcome to my brain uh but what I want to talk about today is really discussing the feeling of just being really tired however you want to define that maybe some of you are feeling burned out some of you are just constantly stressed Um, maybe some of you are just really on edge and you can't figure out why, like you're doing all the quote unquote things that you're supposed to do to not feel so stressed out. Maybe you're seeing your kids regulation lower. I sure am. Um, their teachers are flat out telling us like we have that June feeling and it's just October. Uh, so there's definitely something going on and, I just want to bring um, a light to the conversation because for me in my anxiety journey uh, and beyond, it's really helpful for me to understand the brain. It's why I'm so obsessed with the neuroscience behind everything because when you can understand what's actually happening in the brain, it's that light bulb moment of like, oh, okay, I'm not crazy. Thank goodness. So what I want to talk about, and this is in addition to this conversation of everyone feeling tired, I constantly am bringing up over and over again, we are parenting inside of a, a pandemic, living, um, whatever your role is, but I know a majority of you listening are parents just like I am, mother, father. I'm not a father. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, 
And it's really hard. And even though we've been going through it for 18 months, it is my opinion, and all of everything I'm talking about today is my opinion, but in my opinion, I feel like it's harder now at this 18-month mark than it was at the eight-month mark or even you know a year ago. It, it wasn't, I'm hearing a lot of people say that. So I think like we're not actually giving enough credit to what we're trying to move through inside of a pandemic and navigating just our day-to-day. Like my kid can't get a stuffy nose without it turning into this whole thing of like, you know, do you keep them home? Do you get them tested? If you get them tested, you have to keep the other kid home. They miss three days of school. Is that what's best for them? And is this what's really going on? What's the considerate thing to do? What's going to create the most trauma or the least trauma? It's like just for a stuffy nose. Where in the past, you can be like, hey, I'm keeping my kid home. You know, like it's the birthday parties. My son's birthday is coming up. I don't think it's the best idea to have a birthday party yet. (laughs) I don't know. It's so hard. It's like if I have one, will no one come? Will I feel comfortable if people do come? Will that will that create trauma for my son if he invites friends over? No. It's this whole constant, constant bandwidth being used to move through this pandemic. And this is why I think we're so tired. This is what I want to talk about. So I'm currently inside of this um, trauma-informed course. It is run by a woman named Colleen Nelson. Um, you can, I'm giving her, you know, like definitely look into the work she puts out there. She's incredible. I'm so happy I came across this course because I really, it helps me kind of find clarity in my own life in this way. I get to share it with you. I get to work on this stuff one-on-one with my clients to really dig in to the stuff that we're working on. But what I want to explain to you, um, is this idea of a trauma model. I also heard, I was listening to a couple podcast episodes of a psychologist termed or coined, um, a term called, I think it's called uh, pandemic flux syndrome. So you can go ahead and look that up. But what she explained is exactly what I have been talking about of saying this is something's going on here. Like there's something happening attached to the pandemic as to why everyone is just so burnt out for lack of better words meaning you know just just shorter fuse and not able to regulate as much and hitting walls that like it doesn't make sense like it's not computing it's like but this typically i wouldn't hit this wall why is this happening and it's just awful feedback loop and i think part of what's going on is this that's explained through the trauma model so if you picture like um an axis that's in the middle that is your like that's your baseline that's where you want to be that's where you feel really good so there in this model there are four states of trauma that you go through through the adrenaline and i talk about this a lot when i do any presentations on anxiety that um when your fight or flight gets switched on so this is essentially the model that explains fight or flight and what i love is how colleen explains it with the idea of the gazelle because i don't care who you are especially if you're my age you had nothing to watch on tv and the only thing that came through was the nature channel and you watched the gazelles eating out in the desert or wherever they are in africa and then the lion is coming to get the gazelle right like we've all seen some type of clip like that and so if you imagine, just to understand these different states, so state zero is when you're like completely grounded and calm. There's like, you're very associated, you're in your body, you're embodied. Um, it's I don't think a lot of us are in this state ever. <laughs> Maybe we have moments. For me, I think it's like far and few between right now. Then there's state one, which is when you're just a little more hyper aware. I love the example of um, as a woman, uh, you if you're walking alone in the dark, you are much more aware of what's going on than say a man would be, especially a white man. That you're you're just like you hear more, 
you're just more alert you're a little like tense because you know you have you're holding your keys a certain way so if you're attacked you can attack back right like you're not necessarily in fight or flight yet but your body's kind of preparing for it so think of the gazelle like is all relaxed ground zero state zero eating and then here's like the the twig snap and it's like oh wait i heard something like what was that let's kind of like the ears kind of move around like let me just kind of see what that was and then stage two is that fight or flight that's that when like we break down and and you climb up to this right this is when you do the ugly crying the rage the panic attack happens this is like when the gazelle is running for its life this is when um you know when i hit this moment and i get emotional every time i think about it but the day the school called me it was march 12th and Um, 2020, when they called and said, you need to pick your kids up by 1 p.m., I knew immediately something was really bad that they couldn't even finish the school day. And I remember I just fell over and started sobbing because I just knew like that something was really bad. And that's that state too. And I think I know for me, I was in that space a lot when I was dealing with anxiety. So then what happens is like after that, that um, adrenaline rush. And what I'm learning is that humans can stay in that state for five to six minutes, which is the most, is more than any other animal out there. Okay. So like how great for us, but it's, it's a good thing because it keeps us alert and more aware, right? But it feels like it might last forever, but it doesn't. Cause what happens is after that, like initial rush and after that five or six minutes is when you kind of plummet down into that, um, that, that point of you might feel nauseous, a little dizzy tunnel vision, you come back to tension. This is, this falls below that zero line. So if you can imagine like this roller coaster of a line that you kind of, you're in a state zero, you kind of peak up a little bit, you climb up to state one and then fly up to state two. And then you just like roll all the way down past that state zero way below. And, um, it's just like this this feeling a lot of us ping pong back and forth like if you that we we are like in this fight or flight we drop down to that like nauseous dizzy just kind of like a tunnel vision like you don't know what else you're looking at and then then you're like hit again and you peek back up to state two and you're in that fight or flight rage ugly cry i lived in this bing 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 lived in that for years uh when i was dealing with my anxiety until i was finally like i can't i can't do this anymore now below state three is state four which is when you like you become completely numb, you're in shock, you're disassociated, uh, disassociated, totally out of body, like that floaty feeling where like you get in the car and you end up at your location. You're like, oh my God, how did I get here? Like, I don't even remember driving here. That's just that like numbed out state. And the reason your body does this is essentially it's preparing for death. And I thought this was really fascinating to learn about. That's like, it's kind of your body's last gift of just completely like pushing you kind of out of your, of your body so that you can move into death peacefully. And that's the point of fight or flight is survival. Your brain thinks that you are in a point of like you're you're going to die. And so it pushes you through these different states to move you into um, into safety. So what's interesting though, into safety or into death, whichever happens. But what's interesting is like, and this is explained through the book called Burnout. Gosh, I always forget the author's names. They're sisters and the last name ends with a ski. <laughs> I need to remember their names because I talk about it all the time. Um, 
but just the discussion of like how humans typically don't fully move through all of their emotions um they the emotion the trigger is like we push it down we don't recognize it we don't acknowledge it we don't let the emotions out you know if you are a woman and you're walking on the street and you do get um hassled or like I remember once I went for a run in broad daylight in a really popular park and I heard the running footsteps behind me and this gentleman was like like huge it creeped me out just like it was asking me for my name and number and wouldn't stop running next to me and of course there was no one else around us at that moment and it was terrifying I didn't know what to do it was really really scary um but then it's like I don't even want to tell anyone about it I you know like he went away I'm fine whatever like keep going I I suppress that emotion instead of going home and safely like crying or um literally shaking it off if the gazelle like if you imagine the gazelle gets away from the lion who came after her she you see that whole like woo, and they like shake their little tail and like this whole shaking thing and we don't do that for our nervous systems we literally we numb ourselves we uh we pick up our phone we pick up the glass of wine we turn on the netflix and literally lay still after something like that happens and so like our nervous system isn't getting to reset now by me explaining this doesn't mean that any of us have done anything wrong nor do i believe that we are in a state of having really very much opportunity at all to bring ourselves back to reset and back to state zero the reason i'm sharing this with you is is because knowledge is power and when you can really understand what your body is doing it I believe it gives you the permission to have that space and grace of this is why I want to move and I have no idea why. This is why I want to change my career. This is why I want I don't want to do anything with anyone and I want to completely retreat and not be a part of anything. And that's part of that pandemic flux syndrome is, you know, people are kind of finding um, one or the other of like wanting to change everything or wanting to just completely retreat. And it's, it's kind of almost like anxiety or depression a little bit, like it mirrors those different energies is like depression is stillness and quiet where anxiety is like higher energy and a little chaotic so I share this with you again to just have that knowledge of understanding that it's very likely that you and myself and the people around us our children probably even our animals because they are very intuitive with their energy and can pick up on the energy around them especially our cats um the teachers at school, the kids, like everyone is in this ping pong, probably between state two and state four. Some of us might be getting back to state one here and there. You know, I think that I am. And I think every once in a while, I feel like I'm in a state zero. But I work my rear end off on energy work, um, setting boundaries, communication, all the stuff I teach the women in LGA. Uh, and I share with you, I'm not in state zero all the time because I don't want you to think there are people walking around like completely calm to recognize like when you're inside of a pandemic like this, you're just kind of always on pins and needles, right? There's like, there's is there going to be a new mutation, vaccine or no vaccine, masks or no masks, and being witness to the arguments that are going on and the hatred and um, accusations and finger pointing and 
all all of that energy, whether you're in it or observing it, you're still absorbing it at times, right? Or being on edge as a mother, like about sending your kids to school. Like my friends and I have all already dealt with our kids waking up and just saying like, hey, I, I kind of don't feel that great. And it's like, Whoa, what am I supposed to do? And it's and it takes like a whole morning to talk through with your friends like I, I'm not sure and like okay here's how here's how it went just so you know like when it's your turn like it's this added stress that is not was not there before so like that for me like that those little things are beyond state one like it's pushing me into state two some days and I find myself snapping and getting frustrated and wanting to start crying and having this panic in my body that's like damn it why why I you know I've worked so hard to get rid of it but this is why because our bodies our brains are taking in so our amygdala takes in like all of the information and basically codes it for us based on past experiences so it's this little part of our brain that's like oh yeah last time this happened with the pandemic like oh I remember the pandemic I remember when this happened with this and that and the other thing I think we need to panic and it that's when it tells the hypothalamus like yo I found this information pretty sure we're in trouble here and your hypothalamus turns on that fight or flight and there's not a lot right now that isn't going to trigger our brain to do those things there's not a lot of input connected to pandemic life that isn't going to trigger the the amygdala to be like this wasn't good the last time it happened because what part of any of this has been okay really i mean i guess that's open to interpretation but i i guess what i mean is like okay meaning typical or not some type of perceived threat even if it wasn't does that make sense so all of this to say is yep we're tired and i think we need to all open ourselves up to compassion for ourselves that space and grace for ourselves to know like okay it's tuesday evening and i feel like this day has been a week and i feel like this week so far has been a really long month like that's been our saying in the house you know at the end of the day my husband and i are like oh my gosh my husband's always like today was a really long week (laughs) and because that's what it feels like right and it's unusual for my daughter who loves going to school today she said to me she's like i feel like i need a day off i'm i'm exhausted and you can see how tired she is and um it's because of this and you know the kids are saying how the teachers seem to be stressed out sometimes and i'm like yeah this is why and i offer that explanation of they're trying to teach inside of something that's really difficult that they're responsible for all of your development and it's hard for you to learn phonics right now because you've had masks on for two years, you know, and you're in the grades where you're learning phonics. So that's frustrating for them because they don't know how to work around that. And, you know, they're responsible for your social and emotional development, but they need to keep you six feet apart and can't teach you in groups and you're not allowed to play the way you typically would play on the playground. Like all those things that these, these women who are also mothers are taking on the weight of this responsibility because they're nurturers and carers and educators and they're hitting a lot of different obstacles and because of that it's keeping them kind of in this trauma model this like roller coaster of trauma so i also want you to give yourself the per- not what word do i want i want you to give i want you to acknowledge the trauma that we are all dealing with and i think it's really imperative to recognize and understand that trauma, there's big trauma like war, death, um, 
cancer inside the family like those are big traumas that are externally viewed as like that was a big deal there are little traumas that happen my ptsd that i talk about in my book motherhood stripped that was a huge trigger for the anxiety that i dealt with was when my daughter got sick with a stomach bug i got it and then i lost my milk supply and i was unable to feed my daughter it created an internal trauma from the outside is that necessarily a traumatic experience no because people deal with stomach bugs all the time right that isn't necessary you know depend you know we all get it and recover but because i wasn't able to meet my daughter's basic needs as a mother biologically created a lot of internal trauma uh, that i didn't understand and wasn't able to process and in turn dealt with post-traumatic stress disorder from it and had massive triggers that hit me every flipping day i couldn't even hear the word belly without going in, literally going into that like state two panic attack um it was really difficult so i just want you to recognize that that it's and maybe even start to open your eyes to your triggers right now is it a phone call from the school is it your kid yawning or sniffling their nose is it um being invited to an event is it knowing family members are going to events or not, or not going to events or we're all like wh- whatever your belief system is and your your core values and how y- your your barometer <clears throat> and your gauge in life um the way you experience different things are going to trigger you a certain way and they're not going to always trigger other people the same way and i think it's really really important to understand that and acknowledge that um, that we're all experiencing this in a very individualized way. And we need to, the only person we can fully understand is ourselves. I think a lot of us spend a lot of extra time trying to understand other people instead, and it takes us away from us. So really, you know, if you're taking the time to listen to this podcast today, my biggest thing that I want you to take away with is understanding that your brain is going through a traumatic experience in a relentless timeline (laughs) this is it you know we are going to move into something different change is inevitable there's not going to be an abrupt end to anything we all know this right i hope we all know this and i try and tell myself that every day because i'm really waiting for like an abrupt okay we're we're done (laughs) but we are going to move beyond where we are now but really acknowledge the triggers and take the time to really begin to notice like oh i notice and and the most important don't notice in your mind notice in your body i notice when i get a a phone call my stomach flips like i got a, a phone call with an area code um from my local area and immediately got that like like my breath got sucked in my stomach flipped because i thought it was the school calling it wasn't (laughs) um it was spam again i don't get it but that immediate so i have to recognize okay because i i noticed that happened in my body i need to be sure that i'm moving that trigger through my body fortunately i was walking when the call came through so i was able to like move that energy through and out um maybe uh trying to think of other i don't know because it's it's so individualized so i'm not even going to come up with other examples but really think about um the different like if you're taking your kids places if you're going in places if you go if you go into a store and you see people wearing a mask does that trigger you what's it feel like in your body if if you see people not wearing a mask does that trigger you what does it feel like inside of your body not your mind not your mental um cognitive judgments 
feel it in your body? Do you, do you feel, um, is there a scared feeling like in your stomach or in your chest or in your back? Do you feel yourself moving away from them? Do you feel, um, do you feel anger? You know, a lot of people use the term blood boiling. So there's a feeling that runs through your limbs, right? What is that feeling? Really identify those triggers so that you can begin to understand yourself better and know that with this knowledge of your own body, you can support your own energy. You can recognize, you know, I'm able, because of my awareness around this, I'm able to communicate with my husband. Like this week is is full of extra triggers and I can feel I can feel myself getting very fatigued. I'm, I'm moving into that like state for numb. Like I'm becoming numb. And I, ha- I don't, there are times where I literally have, n- I have nothing that I can even say. I don't have the words. I, I feel like I'm floating around. It's like worse than autopilot. And when I can feel myself kind of moving into that state, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm in bed at seven, like every night. I'm not drinking any alcohol. Um, I'm drinking as much water as I can. I'm t- I'm communicating with my kids. I'm extra tired this week. Please understand that this feels really hard for me. I don't have the extra energy to do these extra things. If I forgot to do something, can you please understand why and maybe use kind words about that instead of, you know, it's all communication. So, so give yourself compassion, give others compassion, Put on your five-year-old curiosity hat. Like, hmm, how is this showing up for me in my life? Um, Give yourself the validation of it's okay to feel as tired as I am because I'm bumping up and down and ping-ponging through through a survival response that my brain is supposed to do. And this is why. And just because we've been living like this for 18 months does not mean we should be good at it. It doesn't mean that we... Um, shouldn't let it bother us. It's like, it's basically the opposite. We're fatiguing. Like our brains are not designed to kind of be in these states ping-ponging back and forth for 18 months. So we're exhausted. And and the last thing I'll tell you is that's fine. <laughs> Just see where you can let things go. And, and it's not going to be like that forever. You know, it's okay to be like, I, I need to take another day to get back to that email, or I'm going to have to push laundry to another week. I'm give me all your five pairs of underwear and I'm just going to run underwear. So we at least have that clean, you know, simplify things. And with compassion of recognizing this does not define my, my worth. Just this does not define if I'm enough, if I'm a good mom, if I'm a good wife, if I'm a good housekeeper, what this is defining is that I am really good at knowing my limits and how to preserve what I have left to give right now. That's what you're being really good at. So let's not measure ourselves on the outside stuff, but how we're responding to our inside stuff is is the true measurement in my opinion. And quite frankly, I can already tell you, you are enough, you are worthy, you are lovable, and you're doing a great job. And it's not defined by perfection. It's not defined by would this be an A plus. You're doing a great job because you're showing up. You press play on this podcast. Like that means something. You're you're wanting to understand. You're wanting to learn more. So give yourself that credit. We don't give ourselves enough credit at all, at all. So, all right, my friends, I hope that you have a really beautiful week. Be sure to reach out and be in touch. Um, my, my email is Aaron at Aaron Instagram is at Aaron 
if um, you are not on my newsletter, please be sure to join. You can on my website, erinjoycementoring.com. There's a pop-up. There's also a freebie section. Uh, anything, any of those that you sign up for will get you on my email list. I'm communicating mostly there at this point. In what I just explained, I have let go a lot of social media. I still show up in my stories from time to time. My posting is maybe like once every two weeks right now. It's And it just is what it is. I don't have any agenda. There was no specific decision. I just... I am preserving my energy and I show up where it feels good. Um, and right now it makes so much sense to be in my newsletter. I send one email out a week on Fridays and everything is in there. I'm not sending you emails out constantly. The only time I might send a different email out is to announce like I've had these planners that are going to be finished soon. Um, I gave an update about that that will be out tomorrow morning. Um, so maybe like when they're ready, there might be like, hey, they're ready. Or if I'm opening a program or offering a new program, there might be information separately. But that's it. So that's a great way to stay connected, um, to know what I'm doing uh, and to connect with me and be in touch. So um, I think that's all. Have an amazing week. Like I said, treat others the way you want to be treated. And I will talk to you next week. Hey, guys, before you go, we have a couple favors to ask. Leave a rating and a review. Your ratings and reviews tell the podcast people that this podcast is worth listening to, and then they help it get to the people who need to hear it. Also, don't forget to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Aaron Joyce Co. I love seeing which episodes you love, and you also get to help me get the message out to other mamas that life can be pretty amazing. And if you're not a part of my free Facebook group, be sure to join. It's called Same Boat Huddle. Kind of easy to remember, right? It's the safe space to connect with other women just like you and to also get even more of me. I can't wait to see you there. That's it. Don't forget. Treat treat others the way you want to be treated. Have a great week.